0: Hi guys, before we start the show I just want to throw out a couple of ways that you can support us and help to keep the podcast sustainable. Now we're an Audible affiliate, so if you fancy an audiobook subscription service, hit them up through our link, which is audibletrial.com forward slash darkhistories, and you get a free month including one free book of your choice. Alternatively, you can support us directly. We have a Patreon at patreon.com forward slash darkhistories. And over there you can get bonus episodes, early access to the show access to our discord and access to all my research notes all those links will be in the show notes or over at the support page at darkhistories.com and if times are tight and you're a bit hard up and I think we can all appreciate that it's no worries you can support the show by just sharing it around on social media with your family friends and all those other good people all right let's crack on with the show cheers Welcome everyone to Season 2, Episode 6 of Dark Histories. Uh, I'm Ben. I'm here with Sally. Hello, Sally.
1: Hello, Ben.
0: And today is our birthday episode. So we're going to be doing things a little bit differently. Happy birthday to us. This is like partying in style, right? Sitting in front of a laptop with a microphone in your face. Proper party. Yeah. We've got a triple whammy this week to celebrate. Tell us all about it. I'm bloody guinea. <laughs> so we've got, right, this week is our birthday. Happy birthday to us, one year old. We hit 25,000 downloads, which is actually wrong because I changed hosts a few months ago. Um, so we've actually got more than that, but technically it's 25,000 downloads on our newest host. So that's a milestone. So congratulations. And... <laughs> Also, we just broke the twenty pound tier or twenty dollar oh. tier on Patreon, which means for the first time ever, Dark Histories is cash neutral. Yay! So yeah, we, we 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 now are we all our hosting is covered. I think. I mean, I don't want to think about it too much because I probably pay for other things, but I don't want to ruin it. I don't want to ruin <laughs> the magic. So. Yeah, at least least I know is that our main hosting is now paid for by our wonderful listeners. Yeah. Rather than me, (laughs) which is amazing, because it was quite expensive, which I never really understood, because video hosting is like, there's so many free options, but podcast hosting, do one.
1: And website hosting.
0: Well, yeah, see, I haven't really thought about the website hosting Oh, so you've ruined the magic.
1: I'm sorry. <laughs> I thought that was what you were talking about.
0: But we're basically, anyway, the main lump of the hosting fees are now paid for. So, our new patron, welcome. I, don't, I haven't actually had time because I only got it this, we only came in this morning, so I shouldn't say his name just in case they don't want to be known because they might want to be anonymous, obviously. I think if I say Roger, it's not his real name.
1: You could say M.G.,
0: yeah, MG, thanks very much. We you've made us catch neutral. So I love all of you guys on Patreon. You're the best. So anyway, that's our three wonderful bits of celebratory celebratoriness um that we're <laughs> going to be talking about today. Well, we're not going to be talking about that, but that's this whole show is our this is going to be our birthday celebration and it's a triple mega celebration. So <laughs> big smiles all around. We're going to do a little kind of look over the year. We're doing a recap. Yeah, we're going to do a kind of look look back at the year we've done. A little bit of an award ceremony, except from there's no awards and the people don't know they've won. Most of them are dead. And <laughs> a kind of look about what we're working on and, you know, future episodes coming up, things like that. Total back But hopefully it will be entertaining enough. So, first up, we're going to get into our Dark Histories one year award ceremony. That's not really an award ceremony because no one's here and we don't have any fancy tables.
1: <laughs> fancy tables?
0: Yeah, you know, they always sit around fancy tables collecting awards, don't they?
1: We also don't have any awards.
0: We don't have anything, really. I'm just in my bedroom.
1: Yeah, me too. I'm just in my pyjamas, to be honest. I could put on my evening gown.
0: That's all right. I'll, 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 in post, I'll put some fancy music on it. Oh, sweet. So first up, we've got the award, which is a little bit negative, but they get more positive as we go. <laughs> but our first award is for the biggest bastard of the year. It should be tough, really, considering the show is basically revolving around lots of murders and murderers. But it's totally not tough.
1: <laughs>
0: it's 100% Terry Hoffman. What do you reckon? Do you think that's a fitting award?
1: I'm gonna go right back to the beginning and say Jack the Ripper is the biggest bastard.
0: Jack the Ripper.
1: Yeah. Well, he wasn't what a particularly
0: nice person. No,
1: he wasn't.
0: But so Terry Hoffman from Terry Hoffman and the Black Lords episode, which was the episode we did or this was before you joined, wasn't it? So it was the episode that mm-hmm. I did on uh the cult. She was the cult leader who essentially ground down people with mental health issues until they killed themselves after writing him, her into her, their wills so she made loads of money off the back of essentially yeah. making men, people with mental health issues kill themselves but she that's bad enough but she wins it for me single-handedly in one stroke when she got the letter from i think it was a woman called robin and she wrote her a letter saying and at the top she annotated a note saying please tell me if this is real because i'm scared and, you know, I, I don't understand. Basically, she was totally confused as to what was going on. She, The lines between, like, reality and fantasy were completely blurred. She was obsessed and thinking she was dating an invisible CIA agent and, and had a bit of a scuffle with someone in the cult and was seeking forgiveness. And Terry could have saved her life by very easily by just not being a bastard and instead she was a bastard and allowed her to kill herself and then cashed in on her will so she wins it for me hands down jack the ripper (laughs) pretty bad i guess yeah
1: compared to that though he's like nice guy sort of i'd like to spend time with him rather than her
0: you wouldn't spend much time with though, would you
1: i'm not a prostitute so i think i'd be okay
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know jack the ripper yeah he was pretty bad on that point though We've got loads of new listeners, and I should welcome them all and say thanks very much. Lovely to have you here with us. It's fantastic. But I noticed from our statistics that you're all listening to the Jack the Ripper episodes... I'm, I find them slightly cringy, and every time I see someone, this is Jack the Ripper episode, I want to kill myself, because they had done—they were really done a long time ago, and I was just nailing them off really quick, and they're like five minute episodes, I mean, if you take the first five episodes, it makes one 25 minute episode about Jack the Ripper, but they're like really short five minute little episodes, and the reason was because they were made for YouTube, so... Yeah, welcome, and I'm really glad to have you all here, it's wonderful, but stop listening to the Jack the Ripper episodes, (laughs) (laughs) because I hate them. (laughs) So anyway, your biggest bastard is Jack the Ripper, mine is Terry Hoffman.
1: Yeah.
0: I think it's time for you to fess up and say that you haven't actually listened to Terry Hoffman, (sighs) have you? Look, I'm the worst person,
1: I'm not your worst fan.
0: I bet you, when you do listen to Terry Hoffman, you'll change your mind. She's evil. Probably. Like okay. uh, Normally, because obviously she's dead now, and I would, no matter what she's done in her life, I would say that you should have like some manner of respect for the dead, right? Not, right. This, not this woman. She can screw it, as far as I'm concerned. She was evil to the core. Anyway, let's move on, because that's, you know... Not that positive, is it? And this is a a, a celebratory awards ceremony. So our next one is for the biggest badass. (laughs) Who's your biggest badass?
1: Well, I can't lie. It's a tough choice because there there aren't many. Um,
0: There aren't that many?
1: No. It's mostly really awful people.
0: Yeah, there is a few badasses in there, though.
1: Well, I would say... It's going to sound awful... Burke
0: and Hare were pretty badass. Yeah, Burke and Hare were pretty badass in a really twisted sort of way, I suppose. It's them pickings, isn't it?
1: Because everyone is so evil.
0: It is. All of my badasses that I was thinking come from the same episode. Yeah. And I whittled it down to two, and I still can't decide between either... Wait, this this episode was (laughs) awful to pronounce, because obviously they're all Russian. So the Jatlov Pass episode, which... Again, it was a really old episode, but all of those are like hardcore Russian badasses (laughs) and did trekking through the snow mountains for fun. I mean, that's pretty badass by itself. But there's Zenaida Kolmogorova, and she was 22, and uh, she'd been bitten by a viper while she was trekking through the snow-filled mountains, and she just carried on. (laughs) That's pretty badass. So she's up there, but it was a toss-up between her and Ludmilla Dubnina, who was only 20 years old, so she was even younger.
1: These girls make me feel like a failure.
0: I know, right? And on a previous excavation, uh, walk... Expedition. Expedition, that's the word. On a previous expedition through the snow-filled mountains, she was accidentally shot by someone cleaning their gun. And she just took it, like, like a 20-year-old Russian monster. Yeah. Just went, yeah, I love it. I eat bullets for breakfast. Russians, right? Yeah. So, I mean, basically, all of those unfortunate victims of Dyatlov Pass were all badasses. Yeah. But they were the two badass of the badasses, in my opinion. I can't pick between those. It's got to be one of those two. Probably the Viper lady, because I don't know what happened to Ludmilla Dibnina. I don't know if she, after she got shot, she just carried on or she went, actually, i think I need to go to the hospital, <laughs> which you'd hope. But who knows? Because they're Russian badasses.
1: The other one got bitten by a poisonous snake and was like, it's all right.
0: Yeah, it's all right. It's only half a mountain left. We'll make yeah. it. So she wins for me, I think. Zinaida Grover
1: Right.
0: She's, she's my biggest badass <laughs> of the year. From the Diatlov of Past episode, which is fantastic. And we're going to be talking about it on the next bonus episode for Patreon, I think. Um, because it's such a great mystery.
1: It's which, my favourite mystery.
0: It, yeah, it's one of my favourite mysteries as well, actually. But let's not give things away. All right. Our next award goes to the biggest always found guilty, but probably not really guilty.
1: This is a very really specific award that can really only go to...
0: About two, two people, but two I people. really want to give them props. So I, I made an award specially for them. The biggest, always found guilty, but probably not really guilty. Who, who's your person that fits that category? Paul. From the Circle of Your Letters. Yeah. Yeah, see, I, I, it should be Paul. I think Paul w- should win this, actually. But I've, I've sort of picked someone else. But only because I'm sort of bitter about it. Okay. So... It should definitely be Paul, because Paul was 100% not guilty, right? Yeah,
1: and he spent a long time in prison.
0: Yeah, a long time in prison. And it, and to be fair, came out of it with his head held relatively high. Um, right. Which is, you know, you've got to give the man respect for that.
1: Maybe he's the biggest badass.
0: Maybe he is. Although, I kind of picked Lauren Schlittenbauer from... Hinter Kaifek, Hint yeah. Because it's not like ever been proved if he was guilty or not, because obviously they don't know who the murderer was. But I'm pretty sure it wasn't him. But if you listen to an awful lot of podcasts about Kaifek, I'm not going to name any names, because that's just petty. <laughs> <laughs> and if you, or if you read a lot of stuff on the internet about Hinterkaifeck, a lot of people will jump on the back of Schlittenbauer and say it was him. Now, If you do some real research and read the actual police records, (laughs) I know, I don't want to drop any names. But if you do real research and actually do, you know, read the primary sources, the police said straight up 100 percent, we have no reason to suspect this man. But he's very easy to pin the case on. And a lot of podcasts, I'm not going to name any names. <laughs> just like to follow the same story and go, oh, it was Schlittenbauer because of the child case, and it's sort of lazy and simple, and we're just going to put that out there and blame it all on him. And they form a narrative around Schlittenbauer basically being guilty. He wasn't guilty, I don't think. He had there's so many reasons, and and then there's all sorts of misinterpreted and uh, mistranslated and misreported facts that are just parroted by people. And if you read the primary sources, none of them are true. Um, and they actually make him sound an awful lot less guilty. So he wins it for me. But realistically, it's probably Paul, isn't it? Probably Paul. Because Paul was actually put in jail. Schlittenbauer is just kind of bad-named. Like, yeah. bad-mouthed.
1: And also, I really don't like Lauren's... Sch- I can't say his name. Schlittenbauer. Lauren's Schlittenbauer.
0: You've got to get the Bauer. 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 <laughs> um
1: <laughs> all the people oh, in that
0: village... Um, stop it. Yes. All right. <laughs> you don't like him?
1: I don't like any of
0: them. Yeah, uh, Hinder Kaifek. That, that was an episode messed me up. I don't know if it was because I didn't have much sleep whilst I was writing it, but I struggled with that. It's the only episode I've ever really struggled with, with Dark Histories. That, And when I say struggle with, it hung over my shoulders for like two or three days. And I think what it was, was because I hadn't really slept very well for a couple of days whilst I was writing it, and I was reading all these really dry German primary sources and everyone was just really horrible to each other in that town.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I think it just...
1: Whereas I I would say Paul is like 100%, no doubt, in my mind.
0: Yeah, and he went to prison as well. So Paul should yeah. definitely win this award, really.
1: Yeah. So I'm going to knock you out and give this award to Paul?
0: Yeah. You're going <laughs> to knock me out with the... With the award? Yeah, with the imaginary award.
1: I'm going to... I forgotten what the word is. What do they do in American football? Where they like knock you? Like, poof.
0: I've never seen American football in my life.
1: Well, I'm going to push you over anyway.
0: That's what they do in American football. They just push each other over. Yeah. Now we're going to just like offend like all the Americans <laughs> that really into their football.
1: Push each other over. What do you mean? <laughs> Let's move on. Next award. <laughs> Biggest messed up filth.
0: Biggest pile of messed up filth. Yeah. Oh so yeah, yeah, yeah. Our next award. Is the biggest pile, which is, I couldn't work out a a good way of putting this, but basically, the most most messed up, really.
1: Effed up, yeah.
0: Yeah. The most messed up case that we did over the last year. So, the award for the biggest pile of messed up fields, and I think this is probably going to be across the board, probably unanimous. Right. Who's your award go to for biggest messed up?
1: Um,. So, I have a feeling we're actually going to disagree.
0: Oh, oh, controversial. Go on. Right. Who have you got? This is
1: personal to me also because I'm not claustrophobic, but the idea of being trapped in a small space really messes with me. Um, So, I'm going to say who put Bella in the witch elm is the most messed up. Oh, what? What, because of the tree? Because she was probably alive when she was put in there, right? Yeah, probably. I don't know. That that messes with me, man. Like, I can't... Like, okay, example. The movie The Descent. The bit where they're crawling through tunnels and oh, stuff. God, and one of them yeah, gets stuck. A,
0: yeah, oh. I mean, I'm not claustrophobic, but that film... Yeah, right. Particularly, yeah.
1: So the idea of being shoved in a tree until you die. Oh. Yeah, you know,
0: I didn't even think about that aspect of it. But you, you, you might be right. It's, it's pretty grim, isn't it? Yeah. Because, funny enough, it's... I only actually read about it again recently because it was on the it was the cover story for this this month's For Tea and Times. But um mm-hmm. so I kind of reread about it recently. And you put that
1: creepy picture of her face up on Instagram.
0: Some university student like sort of forensically recreated her face, what she what they think she looks like. Mm-hmm. Which was pretty interesting. But I, I totally forgot about that aspect of it. Yeah, I, I guess they stuffed her in the tree. Yeah, it's pretty bad.
1: Yeah, I hate that. What's your most stuff?
0: I just picked out Adam, which was pretty messed up because they sacrificed a child and chopped off his head and limbs.
1: Yeah, that is pretty messed up.
0: It's pretty messed up after they trafficked him across Europe. But Bella's pretty messed up as well.
1: I guess from an objective point of view, then Adam would be the most messed up. But from my own personal point of view, the lady in the tree is the worst.
0: The worst. The worst. Yeah, well, I totally forgot about that aspect of it. I should listen to it. I love, I, I, I love Bella in the Witch Hell. Yeah, no, I, I really like that. <laughs> I love it. I, I like that mystery. That was a good one. Which is another one we should do for Patreon on a bonus yeah. episode, maybe. Yeah. Our next bonus episode is going to be what? Um, the Outlaw Pass and the Enfield And But, um, yeah, we should queue up Bella because that was a good one. And there's been some new stuff about it, which is cool. All right, okay. so you went for Bella and I went for Adam. So it wasn't unanimous. no. So, all right, next one. This is kind of the this is kind of the special golden prize, isn't it? The, the, yeah. the big award. Dun, 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 dun. Wait, I'm gonna cut that out and do some really fancy music. Okay. So this one goes to the biggest mystery of the year. The biggest mystery. Right. I mean, it's a big one. It's the one we've all been waiting for.
1: <laughs> right. What is it? For me. Yeah.
0: Probably of Pass.
1: Yeah. I don't know if that's just because it's my favourite one though.
0: For me it's the biggest mystery because it's just a com- it it's just a complete mystery. Like it really is. Like there's there's loads of evidence and it still doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. There's no answer whatsoever. Even the most technological theory is like a bit of a shot in the dark. Yeah. So I think it's uh, yeah, kind of. Why did you, did you say Djalov as well? Yeah. So, so, that, so that one was kind of unanimous. Yeah. So it should win, really, shouldn't it? Because I, yeah. I had a kind of on the back banner. I had maybe like the uh, the Moore Lighthouse, which. Mm-hmm. It was only really because I didn't really agree with the main theory, but um, of the of the mega super waves or whatever they wanted to call them. Um, but <laughs> and it was quite a nice episode. I quite like, well, nice. It's nice. More dead people. That's nice. It was quite a fun episode to do. But um, but yeah, no, Jack of Past kind of hands down for me. So yeah, yeah, that was pretty unanimous. And 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 since it's the big award, it should get it. Yeah, for being yeah. unanimous
1: get some party poppers
0: out so now the last award which is kind of like the special mention award i guess that that usually would get sponsored by some charity so we'll sort of make up a fake charity that will be like the cat rescue home down the road award for all round most favorite person goes to you go first right okay well mine was om without a doubt because she was a legend I mean, she died and came back to life for a start. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. But uh, outside of all the kind of mystery and all the rest of it, like I went into that Omseti episode because it was about reincarnation and I thought it would be interesting and fun to do. And I came out of it with a total renewed respect for the woman as a person, like, outside of the reincarnation thing. I thought she was amazing just because she spent, you know, in, a, in an age when women were probably not given the best opportunities in education, she and and, and all sorts of areas, she basically put her middle finger up and said, "I'm going to do it anyway."
1: Yeah, she became like a leading historian, and
0: yeah, uh, and outside of like alongside all of her crazy, you know, she had all that going on the side, but she still came out of it as like a respected academic mm. by everyone in the field. You know there wasn't a single person like like when i researched it i didn't find a single bad word about everyone everyone that wrote about om seti basically said what a legend and how she (laughs) was like and she just lived her life in a just a fantastic way you know you know Mm -hmm. she didn't like school so she bunked it off and learned hieroglyphics instead and then she when she was moving around the country she just spent time educating herself in libraries on egypt and then she went went you know what i'm just gonna do one to egypt and go there and become a leading scholar just because that's what i'm gonna do and i just thought,
1: that's a life goal in it
0: respect like that that's a cool life a life worth living she did well she was a legend so mm-hmm. she is my all round most favorite person what about you i'd
1: have to agree to be honest because everyone else is so awful
0: Yeah, there isn't that many favourite people, is there, to be honest. Again, I sort of picked this award because I just thought Seti deserved another mention. Yeah. Because she was amazing.
1: Nah, I can't think of anyone that isn't a terrible person, to be honest.
0: Yeah, most. let's face it, this is Dark Histories. Most people are terrible. That should be Mm. our tagline. (laughs) Not sleep tight or whatever. It should be Dark Histories. Most people are terrible. So yeah, that pretty much wraps up our kind of Dark Histories one-year anniversary awards congratulations to all the winners we'll get the awards out to you yeah uh, we'll post them to you yeah to celebrate our one year anniversary we put out a twitter facebook all the rest of it you know asking if you have any questions basically give us an, an excuse to talk about ourselves a little bit more um <laughs> now no, hopefully it'll be interesting um uh so we've got some questions um
1: yeah and now we're going to do a swedo interview
0: Yeah, I haven't seen these questions. And no, I'm keeping them secret.
1: And he's going to do a Quentin Tarantino storm out at some point.
0: I promise I won't storm out, but I'm going (laughs) to ask you the same questions. You do know this.
1: We can't because the first question I've got is why did you start Dark Histories in the first place?
0: Well, the short answer, I suppose, is I just wanted an excuse to write because I like writing, but my I don't. Uh, so my job's a hairstylist um and obviously there's not a lot of writing that goes along with that except from filling out client records hair color formulas is not is not exactly writing so um i just wanted an excuse to write really and get back into writing because i used to write a lot used to write an awful lot um -hmm. fiction and i had a friend who we wrote together um a lot not together like he would write and i would write and then we'd give each other our work and sort of critique it and that. And then he got published and that was what? amazing. Yeah, he's got published. I bought his book and it was one of the proudest moments of my life. Oh, um, It's sad, isn't it? But it really was. He got published and then that was great. But afterwards he moved to Taiwan. He got married and moved to Taiwan. So um, we sort of fell out of contact and I, I, because of that, I just sort of stopped writing because writing fears not because there was just no reason to, because, there was no way to get sort of feedback on it and things like that, so I just wanted to start writing again, really. And obviously, because I don't study anymore, I don't. I, I like talking. I don't know if you noticed, and I like mm-hmm. words. Like even when I, when I was studying, um, so I, I went to university and studied, and obviously wrote an awful lot there. And then when I went to learn to be a hairdresser, we would get assignments, and I would write like ten thousand word assignments, and my tutors <laughs> would just be like Ben. You just need two paragraphs. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just like writing and I just wanted to write. So that's why I started Dark Histories, really. And I, thought, I think I said that was the short answer.
1: Yeah. But I sort of I'm a bit worried it. about what the long answer is, to be
0: well, honest. Oh yeah, the long answer. No, it's sort of, it all just sort of smashed into one. But um, And sort of alongside that is also that I just really like this kind of esoteric stuff and always have since I was a kid, really. And I got into podcasts and I started listening to loads of this sort of like, you know, mystery and weird and paranormal sort of podcasts. And I noticed a bunch of things about them. I just thought I could do better than this, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I just sort of started writing. And to clarify, I don't think Dark Histories has reached that point. I don't think we are better. Like, I think it's a learning process with every episode we make. Um, But that's what motivates me and that's what I strive to be. You know, always from the very start, I was like, I want to be as factually correct as possible and, and main integrity to that. Mm-hmm. I don't want to...
1: And stay unbiased.
0: Yeah, or just sort of ham it up to make it sound more of a mystery. I want it to retain that level of integrity to what actually happened for a multitude of reasons. I and mean, Firstly, I don't think it detracts from the mystery, if you're honest, and, and you just talk about the real facts. And I also think that... These cases that we talk about, they're often about people that have died. And it's very easy to forget that these are real people that had real lives. Mm-hmm. And there's a certain level of respect that you need to treat that with. Um, and I think part of that is reporting their story as truthfully as it can be. Which is, yeah, that's so that basically that's why I started it. Because I thought I can do that. And also I just read a Jack the Ripper book. and I, And I knew quite a lot about Jack the Ripper at the time, because I've been reading, like, loads of Jack the Ripper books, and so I was like, hey, I can just do that, and let's just go, because I was making a hairstyle on a YouTube channel at the time, and I wanted to kind of diversify, so I diversified into serial killers. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: quite a, quite, a quite is it?
0: Yeah, it's a bit of a strange leap, but, yeah. hey, why not? i cut your hair and talk to you about death.
1: Sounds nice. I was going to say um was there a, a subject in particular that made you go i'm going to do a podcast about this
0: i knew right from the start that i wanted like once i'd done jack the ripper i kind of sat on it for a while and was like what am i going to do next and i but i knew right from the off the bat that i wanted to do jack of pass and the enfield Polgeist. um because i there were two that i really kind of liked and wanted to do but i can kind of turn this question on you like when i approached you to be a co-host for the second season, you already like into kind of esoteric weirdness and strange things. Mm-hmm. So, you know what, what, how comes you said yes to being a co-host on a podcast?
1: I don't really know, to be honest. About
0: weird stuff, you you were quite into that stuff, right?
1: Yeah, but I think everyone is, in, to some degree. I remember being at school, right, and we had to do presentations in. Ink. In our English class but we could do it about whatever we wanted and you've got people doing it about fashion and like one person did it about like science and I got up with my presentation put it on the screen my powerpoint famous serial killers throughout history
0: <laughs> how old were you
1: 14 maybe awesome and like I was going through all these grim murders was
0: your teacher like sweating at the back of the class
1: yeah she was like that pretty much the whole way through and, like, there was a light spattering of applause at the end. And then I sat down and that was it.
0: What serial killers did you do?
1: I can't remember, to be honest. Uh. Did Jack the Ripper, obviously. Okay. So, next question. Go on. Right. So, <clears throat> on average, how long would you say just what episode takes you?
0: I I've thought about this recently because, I've, because I because I I've never really thought about it. I've just done it and then i started thinking about it and it was disturbing so i stopped thinking about it but um <laughs> about i worked between like 20 to 30 hours per episode
1: so it's basically like a full time job
0: yeah when i was doing it weekly it it almost was i had to i would release on a sunday this is my schedule was release on a sunday take monday and tuesday off on wednesday start researching thursday research friday research saturday and sunday write and then sunday would be the release again and then I'd have month and then it would just go like that. That was when it was weekly, that was what I was doing.
1: That was exhausting. Yeah. On top of a full time job as well.
0: Yeah, maintaining like a life on top of that as well. Like so yeah, about about 20 to 30 hours, I think. So
1: this is basically the worst paid full time job in the world.
0: Yeah, pretty much.
1: Yeah. But it's fun. Yeah. That's all that matters.
0: Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, about about 20 to 30 hours. Twenty hours if I'm lucky. The writing part of it is actually the quickest part because it's all the research that goes into it that takes time. You take time.
1: a metric ton of notes while you're researching and then just make them into words.
0: Yeah, that's, 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 the, that's the way I find it easiest is just take like pages and pages and pages and pages and pages of notes and then just make them sound pretty. Yeah. Or I don't know if I actually achieve prettiness, but make them sound coherent <laughs> because my notes are not coherent. <laughs> which you can read if you're a Patreon member wait it's wait. like that again <laughs> but no like uh, all, you know the notes you can see they're just a, a, a mess um, and uh, yeah somehow I turn that and have to go back and then try and work out what I was trying to write notes about and <laughs> turn it into something that makes sense
1: okay. but yeah
0: about 20-30 about hours
1: okay well, what's your favourite that you've done? Your
0: favorite story, my favorite favorite episode. Yeah,
1: favorite episode.
0: Probably the vampires one. And do you know what? I think most people don't listen to that, but mm. I really like that episode because it's it's kind of boring. Like actually, <laughs> like when I was recording it, I remember thinking this is like a really boring lecture. Like, um, but I really enjoyed going back. And I think a lot of people perhaps don't listen to it because they see it's vampires and they they they. Because obviously I can see the stats, and it's not one of the more popular episodes at all. Um, and I think they see it as vampires and just think I'm really talking about vampires. But so maybe I didn't name it so well. But it's really like a social history of the concept of vampirism, um, and it goes right back through like history of vampires in fiction. It's just quite brief, like obviously because it's only an hour long, so I couldn't really you know go too in depth, but. Yeah, it sort of goes to like a sort of social history of the concept of vampires in fiction and how that's kind of become part of folklore. And it's a really interesting folklore episode, but I think a lot of people skip over it because they think vampires, yeah, whatever. But it's not like that. It's like the same with the zombie one. There's probably the vampires and the zombies are my favorite episodes because they're more to do with social history. And that's kind of my jam, I guess. Like that's what I studied it. University, and that's kind of what I've always been really into like social history. Um, so, I guess they're probably my favorites, mm-hmm. which is probably a really boring answer. But my favorites, in terms of like just being a really child and that sort of childlike thing, is probably Dyatlov Pass. Yeah, probably Dyatlov Pass for the mystery, but it's probably not my favorite episode because I wrote it such a long time ago and it was one of the YouTube videos before I turned it into a podcast. But my favorite one from the podcast era. It's probably, maybe, um, the Pimlico poisoning, actually. I really like that. But again, it's possibly not the best episode. It's just that. It. Yeah, On but what personal was your personal favourite? Yeah. What about you? What's your favourite episode?
1: I like Hindu Kaifek. and the other pass, obviously. Or is that the Christmas episode, to be honest?
0: What? Krampus? Or the, the Listener Stories?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that one.
0: Yeah, I like doing that. It's a shame that I um, it wasn't as popular as I expected it to be. I thought people, more people would be interested in writing in their own stories, but I didn't get that many people well, I mean, writing in stories. I've been
1: asking people at work if they've got any spooky stories they got from me, and I only had one, really.
0: I think um, people like to keep it to themselves because they feel stupid.
1: Well, a lot of people I've asked been like, don't be ridiculous, they don't they still exist. And I was like, yeah, but that's not why I'm asking you.
0: I'm asking you if you've ever seen one. Yeah, it's just, yeah, yeah, totally. It is quite a personal thing. I didn't really realise what a personal question it was because when I put it out there on the Twitter and that, you know, like, oh, hey, we're going to do a sort of bonus Christmas episode. Tell me your kind of weird stories. I didn't really realise that actually it's, it, it can be quite a personal thing because when I was writing up my story about when I went to Pluckley and all that, I, I realized I'd never really told anyone that like maybe one or two people in my whole life and now I was telling thousands so it's quite it was quite yeah I sort of realized like oh actually you know it's not a simple matter of tell me your creepy stories it's actually like you know asking people to kind of talk about things which maybe they're not confident in talking about because
1: or something that made them generally scared Yeah,
0: and maybe they felt silly or maybe they don't really know what to believe, which, you know, all things that I feel about my story. Yeah, it's actually quite a personal question I didn't really realise. But, you know, I like that episode. It was cool. So I'll I'll do it again during our next kind of winter break, I guess, because it was really fun and it was really great when I did get responses, which so they weren't many, but when I did get the responses, they were really good. Mm. And I I was really enjoyed listening to them or reading them.
1: Paris. Apartment one.
0: The, the apartment one was f-
1: flat. One, yeah.
0: Sorry, we don't use bad language. Um, the apartment one was mental. Yeah.
1: Yeah, we don't use bad language.
0: Got to keep it clean for the kids.
1: <laughs> okay, I know you scrapped a couple episodes in the past. Why don't you tell me about them?
0: What the episodes that I scrapped?
1: Yeah, and why did you scrap them?
0: Oh yeah, okay. So, de Ray was the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, and i and i really wanted to do an episode on him because i mean if you talk about dark histories he, he was the one and uh, it's old history which i like yeah um and it's about as dark as you can get uh, to give a brief non-graphic overview of what he did um he basically is guilty of killing around about 600 children
1: and he's actually the inspiration or one of the inspirations for the fairy tale Bluebeard, which is pretty cool
0: oh really so I didn't yeah. do much research. I did. Well, I didn't really do any research. I just read up about him, and then um, was like, "I want to do an episode about this guy." But I think it might be pushing the boat, like pushing the boat, pushing the limits, really, of what people will want to listen to, because he didn't just kill him. Um, no, it's hard to talk about this without being graphic. But he didn't just kill him. Like he, like threw them on the fire and laughed. And there's a lot of sexual assault in there yeah um so i i kind of thought that's probably a little bit too far but it's really dark and it is history and the other one was this russian guy called anatoly moskvin um and i i i actually i am going to do this episode because i'm quite confident that people can
1: yeah i mean it's not as it bad off. as
0: it's not and actually i this is going to sound mental me it's bad but I actually sort of feel like I want to tell his story because I, again, he's one of those ones that's mis, mis, misinterpreted and misreported often. Mm-hmm. A lot of people say he was a necrophiliac and he wasn't. No. Um,
1: I almost feel kind of sorry for him.
0: Yeah, me too. He just had really bad mental health problems, I think. <laughs> um, and he didn't do anything, oh, well, this is, you can't say that. He did, he did a lot of things wrong, but he didn't do anything. He wasn't malicious. It wasn't malicious, yeah, and he didn't... So he did things wrong, but it was sort of by proxy, you know. He he probably hurt a lot of people emotionally. Like his heart was
1: in the right place, I guess, in a weird yeah, way. Yeah,
0: like he probably hurt a lot of people emotionally, a lot of families emotionally, but I don't think he realised, and I don't think that was his... That certainly wasn't his intention, but he's messed up. And totally. it, and he basically was a guy who, um Russian guy who was really clever he he spoke like 12 languages or something and he was a professor at university but he was had this weird kind of um obsession with like um dead people and uh he would lay on graves like the graves of young girls like 12 sort of teenage girls like 12 13 year old girls and sleep on them overnight and he if they spoke to him and said that they were interested, he would dig them up and take them home and mummify them and keep them in his house and hold birthday parties for them and things like that. Um, And it's really, really grim. Um, (laughs) But his kind of thinking behind it was that he was helping them um, and that he was, one day they would hopefully be able to be brought back to life once their kind of problems, you know, the reasons they died had maybe technology would move on enough to bring them back to life and things like that and say he gets re- misreported a lot as being a necrophiliac but he he didn't do that he 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 um he just kept them and had parties with them <laughs> but it's, it's really dark but again that was one that i scrapped i started writing it but um i scrapped halfway through because it felt like it was just not entertaining mm. But perhaps that was the way I was writing it, as opposed to the story, although it was very dark. And at the time, I just wasn't sure. I was I was like, I'm not sure if people are going to just turn this off. It's a, th- it's a problem with dark histories. The whole thing is it's a fine line.
1: I think you'll find that a lot of people, the more gruesome it is, the better.
0: I think, it, I think that's true. I think a lot of people are, yeah. But, yeah, I just feel like it's a fine line sometimes between, like, what's interesting and and what's just you just don't want to know about mm. and um at the same time, you've got to maintain respect for the people that you're writing about because they're often tragic, but you've got to kind of bear in mind that it's entertainment, and sometimes these cases are not really that entertaining they're just they should just be left alone um shield Ray, I think is one of them
1: mm. well, I think maybe one way we can go back to it.
0: I would like to but I just don't know how I would do it without offending an awful lot of people it would, it would I think it would have to come with some sort of warning at the start you know like if you're sensitive to this kind of stuff just turn it off because he was I mean yeah go look him up if you uh you know if you listen to this and you wonder who he is you spell G-I-L-L-E-S-D-E-R-A-I-S Gilles French guy he was um one of
1: Joan of knights and stuff as well,
0: was he oh, yeah. yeah, he was a noble, wasn't he yeah 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 he he
1: was I don't think he was a second in command, but he was definitely in a in a circle,
0: yeah, I know, he was quite a high noble wasn't he, and he, yeah. he got kind of involved in the whole satanism thing and um started sacrificing children and and kind of went a little bit overboard, a little bit yeah. a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, All so right. was, those are the two episodes that I I got I, I started doing and I scrapped them both. But Anatoly Moskvin, I want to bring back in this series. He's, he's going to be making a comeback fairly soon.
1: Why don't you tell me about shows you're working on at the minute?
0: Shows I'm working on at the minute. Well, we've both got things irons in the fire, haven't we? So yeah. Uh, at the moment, I'm normally we I don't really talk about or try and keep it a secret. Not a secret, but like I don't really give away any hints about what's coming next. I'm right. writing and researching two at the moment which is the first one is um one that i'd never heard of but over christmas we got um during the christmas break i got loads of people request it and i'd never heard of it but when i started researching it i I did like a cursory sort of glance about what it was when i got the emails and it, it looked like it fitted the show really well so i was like yeah i'm up for that so i put it on the list of kind of shows for the future and sort of marked it as a kind of listener request so because I kind of try and I do want to get to them. Um, and then I started researching it and was like, whoa, this is bonkers. And now I understand why people requested it. Um, and that's the Keddie Family Massacre. Um, so I'm working on that at the moment. But whether or not that will come out before or after the Lane Haunting, <laughs> um, which is a book that I'm reading at the moment uh, and will be turning into an episode.
1: Featuring... Carrots and
0: Scratch and Fanny, it's featuring Carrots and Scratch and Fanny. I don't know how we're going to get through that episode with a straight face because I'm a massive child. I don't know about you, <laughs> but the characters in it are, yeah, the, the ghost is called Scratch and Fanny, and their maid was called Carrots because she had ginger hair. I mean, it sounds ridiculous, but it's a really, it's one of the most convoluted stories I've ever read. And I started reading about it on the internet, and I had to stop myself and buy a bunch of books about it because i was like this is just the most convoluted story i've ever read so that's a good one but it's not a mystery that one so i'm not sure when i'm gonna release that because i tend to jiggle the schedule to try and keep things even to be like so one thing you know mysteries and true crime and paranormal and sort of keep it fresh and sort of i don't like doing too many things on the trot so, yeah, I don't know when that will come out, but it, it, probably in the next few episodes will be, yeah, the Lane Haunted and the Kelly Family Massacre. But you're working on...
1: Uh, so I'm working on one about Wendigos at the minute.
0: Which, when you told me, I thought was... You grind-
1: thought they were
0: from Harry Potter? Yeah, I thought they were from Harry Potter. Um, and I thought they were the, the Grendelows or whatever they are in the lake. Grind- Grindelos in the lake. Um and felt really stupid when I Ooh. went then and looked it up and realised that they're nothing to do with Harry Potter.
1: To be fair, though, they're in everything, like Wendigo's. They're in My Little Pony. Like, I'm, I'm not even kidding. They're, they're actually in My Little Pony.
0: Well, I didn't look it up too much about them because I don't want to, because I want to, when you do your episode about them, I, I want to, um, you know, go in fresh. Yeah. Well, so yeah, so you you're doing the Wendigo's and the Black Dahlia, right?
1: Yeah, I started doing the Black Dahlia. Um, which turned out to be a lot more complicated than I thought it was gonna be. And I was like, This is too complicated for me. I need to take baby steps.
0: Well, yeah, so that's that they're what we're actually working on, but like I've got slated like a whole long list of things. Um mm-hmm. so there's ones for this season that I've kinda of, I mean, it's a bunch more than this, but I said so I don't wanna to give too much away, but Owl Man of Devon, which sounds beautiful. Yeah. Um, Oakland County Child Killer, which was uh, recommended by one of our patrons called Jim, uh, who's recommended really interesting subjects for me. And they're all the ones he recommends are quite obscure, so I'm definitely going to be doing that. Um, so that's kind of slated him for this season. And uh, Setagawa Massacre, which is a Japanese one, and it's so often like, it's got obviously, because it's Japanese, and it's not that well known it's the language barrier makes it not very accessible but
1: but lucky you're basically
0: luckily for me i can speak japanese so i could sort of jump that barrier so i want to write about the Setagao massacre because the things i have read are, are, are quite cursory um because in english because obviously it's not just not that accessible so i kind of want to do that one because i can obviously use a lot of the primary sources um and then there's a Sod of Children, which again has been another that's one. An that's an unfortunate name. Yeah, um, that's another one that's been requested quite a lot. It's quite a popular one. It's been well-tread, well-trodden rather. But yeah, I want to get to that. That That's one that's been on the list for a long time. It's actually going to be in the first series, but I ended up running out of time um, to do it because the series finished because I wanted to kind of end the series by Christmas. So yeah, I didn't get a chance to do it, but it was going to be in, done before Christmas, but I didn't. Didn't. I took December off instead um, because I didn't think people really wanted to know about death and murder in a week before Christmas. <laughs> so I, I kind of took... The, I, yeah, I didn't do it. Um, but yeah, Hall Mills Murder, Eleanor Zugan, which is should be an interesting one. It's another part of Geisty Paranormal One. Uh, Isidore Fink, William Herbert Wallace. I mean, the list goes on for... I've got just a ginormous list of subjects. Um, but there's some of the ones that... We'll probably get to most of those in this season. All of the listener requests will Got another listener request today. Um I can't remember what it is now, but um that we want to be looking into later. Mm-hmm. And you said you've got some?
1: Yeah. There's a few folklore ones that I was gonna look into. Like uh Baba Yaga.
0: Oh yeah.
1: Um and uh Onna, The Vanished Colony the one that had like Croto and carved into the tree like uh, the Mary Celeste and the Curse of Tomb Calming could be cool
0: oh uh, yeah yeah like what you mean like a kind of the all the reporting of the curses and stuff when they yeah. opened the tombs yeah yeah I mean it was all nonsense but it could be interesting Absolutely. it would yeah. make a good kind of social history kind of episode yeah so yeah I probably talked way too much yeah so that's pretty much that That's that's our birthday episode so next episode we'll be back to normal this is Kind of a bit more of a chilled out one because it's our birthday and I'm celebrating. So next week we'll be back to normal with either the Kelly family massacre or the Cock Lane haunting, uh, depending on which one I finish first. Thanks for listening. Thanks for being with us for an entire year. If you've only just joined us, welcome, I guess, and stop listening to Jack the Ripper. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, if you have only just joined us, you can find us on Twitter at Dark Histories facebook at facebook.com forward slash dark histories podcast we are on instagram at dark histories all of the social things you know we're all, all of them D- The social stuff i'm not great at it to be honest if you've left a message on the social stuff you'll realize that i'm not great at social media um in fact i would go as far as to say i'm dreadful at social media i do want to get better and i do try and it's not like i don't want the interaction i made all of the social media because i want to interact with the listeners but I just don't know how to do it. I feel like an old man. It makes me feel like a 90-year-old man, social media, I swear. But we're on it all. And, you know, the Instagram and stuff like that is quite useful to post pictures of things when we write stories about them. So, yeah, jump on there and follow us if you like. Say we've got our own website, darkhistories.com, and that's got scripts and all sorts of junk on there. Um, and, yeah, that's about that, really. So thanks for listening. We're a whole year old, because of you guys. Sleep tight.